It's time for the PowerMizzou.com podcast with interviews and analysis of your Missouri Tigers. Now, here's your host, Gabe DeArmond. Welcome back to the PowerMizzou.com podcast. Gabe DeArmond and Mitchell Forty here. We are going to uh, this week have another former Tiger and kind of a unique story. We're going to talk a little bit about hot wings on this week's episode, so I always support that. Um, But you can't have hot wings for every meal sometimes. you got to have pizza. Like, switch up your diet, balanced diet. Pizza has, I mean... All the main food groups, you get meat, you get vegetables, you're good. So you need pizza, go to Shakespeare's Events and Catering. They can cater your party anywhere from 25 people to 2,500 people, uh, $5 to $8 a person. You can also uh, generally rent space in any of their three restaurants in Columbia. It's usually free if they're really busy. If nobody wants to cook at, at their house, they, uh, they might have a little bit of a backup. They might charge you a small fee to get a room there. Uh, but it's not going to be much. Best pizza in Columbia. Excellent drink prices. They will cater your party. We need to ask. I don't know that they will deliver those drinks to a party. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know what the, the policy on that is, if there's some sort of rules about delivering yeah. alcohol or something <laughs> like that. But you could probably, if you're you know, you're getting pizza, you could probably figure that out on your own. Yeah, I mean, look, if there are liquor stores with drive through windows, I don't know why a <laughs> caterer couldn't uh, cater me some beer. But either way, they definitely can bring you pizza. Shakespeare's.com, look up their phone number, give them a call, drive over, walk into any of their three restaurants, and they will cater any of your parties or events that you've got going on this summer. Shakespeare's does sponsor this podcast every week, so we want to thank them and uh, go get yourself some pizza and then uh, queue up this next episode. We welcome in former Missouri defensive end Jordan Harold, who has been in the news a little bit lately. Uh, Jordan basically out across the country trying to get himself some hot wings. Uh, we'll go into that a little bit. Jordan, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. How about yourself? Not too bad. So I, I think most people listening to this by by this time have seen the headline. It it was a week or two ago that that basically you are uh, you are campaigning NFL teams that like just give me a shot. I will work for wings. Just uh, tell us how it came <laughs> about. First of all, I mean, really, uh, I mean, <laughs> it, it was an idea that my mom kind of uh, had for me last year, but we just didn't know where because we had we just moved to Charlotte last year and. I think about August, and um, I was there, but we did, we just didn't know where they practiced or anything. And I didn't, just I didn't want to go to a facility where there was no attention I could get from the coaches or anything like that. Um, so time went by. I worked for a while in Charlotte and trained. And then I got an opportunity to go to Mexico, which I just got back from. I'd say like four or five days before I actually stood in front of the Panther Stadium, and you know once I once I got it confirmed that the stadium. Uh, is where the practice facilities were. I just went out there and did it. Um, and I, I really do love hot wings, so I just made the sign <laughs> <laughs> to try to get some attention. Yeah, I'm, Jordan, I'm not sure if everyone listening knows this, but you did something uh, relatively similar uh, at Missouri, correct? You, you didn't make a sign, I don't believe, but you uh, kind of, you know, went and found the uh, the coaches and staked them out to to get a, get your shot there. Can you just kind of uh, explain uh, that whole process and, and how that worked? Yeah, so uh, once I transferred to Mizzou um, and got admitted and everything, I, I knew I wanted to play football. So, uh, again, my mom <laughs> doing this stuff with me, helping me out. Uh, she took me up uh, to the Mizzou Athletic Training Center. Um, and, and as soon as I got there, you know, 
I saw Coach Cool, and I immediately just got out the car and went up to him. Uh, I didn't hesitate. I saw him. I knew who he was. I knew I wanted to be on the team. So <laughs> I went up to him, introduced myself. Um, we had a conversation. He took me up to Coach Otterbacher, and the rest was history. So, yeah, I, I mean, Jordan, you're obviously a guy that, that you're kind of used to at this point being counted out and having, having to uh, create your own opportunities. I mean, is it, you know, how do you think that's kind of shaped you over the last few years? I mean, honestly, it's made me a man I am today. Um, I, I've grown a lot from it. Because, um, I mean, there's no situation you can put me in that I don't think I can get out of. Um, or, you know, if I want something, I, I know I can go get it no matter what. Um, and I do what I have to to do it. Um, I know what it feels like to be at the bottom and no one know your name. It'd be a sixth string to, you know, people paying attention to you and you getting media attention and, you know, you're making this big story. So, so i just seen all parts of it, all ins and out of football, ins and out of a lot of things in my life. And I definitely have a, a story to tell <laughs> uh, when things are over with. So I think I'm blessed to be in those situations. Even the situation I'm in now um, is giving me the opportunity. And I believe um, I, I have the opportunity to inspire and help a lot of people. Um, and I think that's what, you know, life is about. Since, you know, I know that uh, you're, you're standing out there in Charlotte with the sign that has kind of gotten picked up by a lot of different uh, news organizations and Sports Illustrated among them, a few others. Uh, what, yeah. What's kind of the reaction been uh, for you from, you know, everyone ranging from friends and family to, to, you know, NFL teams? Have you heard any, you know, feedback from them? Yeah, I mean, it's been crazy. Uh, friends and family cheering me on, uh, you know, just hearing from people, even random people. It's, it's, it's amazing how how great people can be um, and how much my belief in people has grown so much more from this because uh, of the love and support I've been getting. And uh, NFL teams, I mean, the Panthers reached back out to me um, and they told me that, you know, the roster was full, but moving forward, you know, things happen. So they, they have all my information. Um, moving forward, I know that guys go in and out of camps. Um, so, yeah, I think I there's no doubt in my mind that something's gonna fall through uh, when it comes to that. I even I even recently did it in Miami at the, at the Dolphins training oh, did you? center. Yeah. <laughs> All yeah. right. So you mentioned that, that you played in, and we've seen some of your tweets and stuff that you played in Mexico last year. I mean, just tell us about. Uh, first of all, I honestly didn't know they had pro football down in Mexico. Tell us about the experience down there and and what the what the game was like. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know they had football either. I mean, I, like I knew they, I knew they loved it, but I had no idea they had leagues. Uh, and they had, uh, and it was actually this year. Um, literally, I left in February, and I just got back um, towards the middle of May. Um, and it, I mean, it was a, it was an amazing experience. And I, and some of those guys I even played against when I got to go over uh, seas and play in China against the Mexican team. Um, and I mean, uh, don't get me wrong, like. You know they're not as, as as advanced as us, but some of those guys are really good. <laughs> I mean, some of them is like uh, like I didn't like I had some ballers on my team. I mean, some dogs like like it, it's really crazy how much how like how much passion they have for the game, and it's and it's even more crazy because you know in America you know you have that dream you can grow up you can be in the NFL you can do those things, in Mexico that's that's a it's a, it's a harsh reality that for them there's no way like. They, there's no way they can make money playing football. 
at least not the way they want to. Like, you can go to college and you can get scholarships and you can play football as long as you're in college in Mexico, which is really cool. But from for them, they have to go to school to make money for the family. So when you see these guys, you know, go to work and then work, I mean, like working like eight, eight o'clock to eight. <laughs> I mean, some of them work like a, a six to six and then leave and come to practice. We practice at night. So they, they practice at seven forty five until like 10 or 11. It, it's crazy. The love they have for the game. So it made me appreciate uh, my situation 10 times more, you know, just, just everything that I've been through and the fact that it, you know, the love for the game is what brings us together. You know, it was a language barrier, but the language, everybody understands football. <laughs> you understand football, you understand love. So when you're around those guys and, you, you know, you're, and you're grinding with them, it's really, it's really amazing. It's really amazing. Um, and, the, and the play was great. Um, you know, <laughs> it, it was really good. I did really good in that league. Um, I think I set some records. So it was a blessing to be down there with those guys and them. And to just see the coaches, I mean, they love football down there. I think it's like the second biggest NFL fan base. So they love football. They love football. Yeah, they have. A, they do have an NFL game every every year down there now. Uh, yeah, uh, Jordan, what what do you think is maybe the what was the biggest uh, difference from a, a standpoint of of how you know the the game worked or how the league worked there between American football and Mexico or what or was it all pretty much identical rules and everything? I mean, we use the same rules. Uh, it, was the, it was actually the uh, exact same rules as the NFL. Um, I think the the only I think they you know they were getting used to things. I think you know with the professionalism and all the different things and, and the league I was in because I believe they had the LFA, um, but the Soy the Family was the league that I was a part of, and they had really just started this year. Um, and uh, my team won a championship. Uh, they just won it. Uh, the Pioneers. I don't know it, it was it was really cool. I mean, the the refs they had. They, I think they have to get used to calling stuff because I don't think they know all the calls or know really what to call all the time. Because it was it was a lot of holes, but but it was it was fun. It was really great experience just to see just to see everything. I mean, the fans and how everything was set up. It was really cool. Well, it was pl- really cool. Plenty of American football fans would argue the refs here don't know how to call anything either, so maybe maybe it wasn't that big a difference. Uh, yeah, maybe not. How about off the field down there, just the experience? Uh, you know, what what town were you in? And just kind of being in the culture down there for three months, what was that like? Well, I was in the city of uh, Queretaro, um, and I think it's like south of Mexico City. Okay. And uh, and the culture, it was really, I mean, just to see everything. Like, I, didn't, I didn't know what to expect when I got there. I mean, um, of course, you know when it comes to economics and things, I mean, the money it was it was cheaper for me, um, but everything was just beautiful. Um, but they had a lot of different things that I learned about um, in Mexico, a lot of history, a lot of ancient history, a lot of different things like that. Um, so just being down there and seeing how they do things and you know how they learn about themselves and how they carry themselves with so much pride and. You know, and, and you know they were they were really they were really loving. I mean, we were treated really well. Um, I think all the foreign players were treated very well, um, and they took care of us. Um, like I got to ask honestly, I think maybe it's worth playing a season of Mexican football for the food. Did you get a lot of good food down there? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Like the, <laughs> no offense to Taco Bell, but those are not real tacos. <laughs> <laughs> those are not real tacos. Once I had a real taco, my mind was blown. Like it was, it was so amazing. I always got 
it was basically steak and cheese. I just said the steak and queso everywhere I went. And <laughs> it, it was amazing. It was amazing. Jordan, you, you mentioned earlier that, you know, you, you feel – confident that, that maybe you could get a shot with a, a pro team around here um, from, from you know, holding the sign out there in Charlotte. And, uh, have you kind of decided, you know, how long you uh, you, you want to kind of continue to pursue playing football? And uh, if, you know, that time does come to an end uh, at some point, do you know what uh, you might want to do next? Uh, well, there, honestly, in my mind, there, there is no next because uh, there's no doubt in my mind that it's not going to happen. I mean, I've been blessed with many avenues. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's a lot of things I want to do beyond football. I mean, I, I want to go into public speaking. I want to go into life coaching. I want to go into different things. I own my own business after football. Um, but football is, is what I'm pursuing right now. And when I, when I honestly say there's no doubt in my mind that it's, it, it's going to happen. <laughs> it, it's going to happen. Um, I think that's just how I, I've – I'm promoting myself, and you guys kind of asked me about that earlier with Mizzou. When I made that change and that, that leap to go to Mizzou, I just knew. And and everything happens, like, for a reason. And it's kind of – and it's not strange. It's kind of crazy because it really is – it's a secret to different things. And I and as I'm – you know, when I, as I study things like the law of attraction and all these different things, as I'm – as I'm doing it, it's, it's, I'm just seeing it come to fruition because I, I remember saying I was going to start in Mizzou, I was going to start in Mizzou, and that was before I got to Mizzou. Um, and I remember just saying all these different things, and, and I'm the same way about the NFL. Um, so the fact that, you know, that I'm getting this media attention, it took me off guard, but in my heart I knew something like this was going to happen. If obviously there there are also other avenues to play uh, professionally in the United States, even if if it's not the NFL. I mean, would if if something does not happen with the NFL this year, you do you think there's another league in the states that maybe gets you a step closer uh, to doing yeah. that? Yeah, I mean, especially with things like the XFL coming up, I definitely definitely love to. Um, that like I love football, um, and that's why I went to Mexico. Uh, I love the game. You know, it's just not all about, you know, it's not all about the NFL. Uh, obviously, that's just the highest, you know, that's the, right now, that's the highest form of football you can play. Um, but it, it's the fact that I love the sport. And it's, the sport has given so much so much to me. I've learned so much through football. So I want to be a part of football as long as possible. And I want to play as long as possible. So I will continue to do that as long as possible since uh you know it, it was on your sign uh last week I, I wanted to ask you know had to ask a couple questions about hot wings uh <laughs> you know, we, I, i'm curious one what is your uh your favorite hot wing place that you had while you were in columbia and what is your favorite uh wing you've had ever anywhere you've uh you've ever had hot wings oh man well in in columbia oh my god I don't. I can't believe I'm forgetting the place. Um, it, it's got to be CJ's, man. Yes, CJ's. Okay. It was CJ's. Okay. Oh my God, the sweet heat. <laughs> the sweet heat wings. Yes. Well, me and me and a lot of my teammates, we went there all the time. <laughs> we love CJ's. CJ's was amazing. I mean, the D line ordered from CJ's all the time. So CJ's was really good. And 
Uh, then my favorite hot wing ever. I mean, I'm not really sure. It's kind of, it's kind of tough because I eat a lot of wings. I want to ask you, obviously, you only finished up at Mizzou a couple of years ago. Just how many of the guys still on the team and, and how frequently are you in contact with, with Coach Odom or, or your coaches still? Yeah, I mean, I I talk to the coaches uh, every once in a while. They, uh, some of the coaches actually helped me uh, with my China uh, trip uh, last year, and I was forever indebted to them for that because that was a beautiful experience. Uh, Coach Ford, uh, Coach Haley, they definitely helped me, and I, and if they listen to this, I, I thank them again. Um, but, you know, I mean, the guys, I always talk to the guys. We have a group chat on Instagram to where, you know, we always are joking around and sending some funny videos to each other or something. But a lot of those guys I reach out to. Um, I just talked to a couple guys like Marcel and some other guys the other day. Um, I spoke to Charles through text message the other day. So we stay in contact every now and then. But so it's pretty good. You touched on this uh, a little bit earlier, George, when you mentioned you know you know what it's like to be a sixth string and you know what it's like to to you know start. You, obviously, your your path has been so unusual with with you know transferred to Missouri without necessarily guarantee that you're playing football and and you know getting on that team and then playing in Mexico. Like you know, is is that something that you bring up when you say you know you talk to uh, someone from the Panthers is really a selling point as to you know a unique aspect that you could you know bring to an NFL locker room. I mean, I mean, yeah. Um, I definitely think I could bring a certain mindset to a team um, that if we want to win, I mean, we can do it. We just got to make sure that's what we want to do. Um, I mean, a lot of times, even I've seen it at Mizzou, I think uh, when we were losing, we kind of fed into losing. You know, everybody on the team was kind of like, you know, why are we losing? You know, what do we have to do to change this from keep us from losing? We don't get it because we were practicing very well. Things were going good, but uh, execution wasn't there. Well, I think I've discovered through a lot of things, including my, my position in, in football, a lot of times it's all mental. Um, I think everything is life. Everything in life is 99% mental. Um, so I think just focusing it and putting that mindset on just make sure you enjoy the game, love it, have fun, and just and know you're going to win, <laughs> I think you're going to win. Um, and that's what teams want to do, win. Um, and that's, that's that's part of having fun in the game. Everyone, you gotta you gotta win to have fun too. So, <laughs> all right. Well, well, Jordan, man, I really appreciate it. Uh, you joining us, and obviously, uh, glad you're getting this attention. I'm, I'm sure you've picked up a, a lot of new fans here over the last few weeks. And like, hey, worst comes to worst, man. I mean, you should at least be able to pick up like some sort of sponsorship or something from CJ's after this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got to work on that. <laughs> yeah, I got to. I need an endorsement or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. I appreciate it, Jordan. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Jordan. All right, thank you, guys. God bless. All right, Jordan Harold, former Missouri defensive lineman. And I, I like, look, logic says, yeah, it's a cool story, but this is the NFL. But like, Every step of Jordan Harold's football career it has kind of been that way. Right, yeah. I mean, no, as, as he brought up, he was a guy who, who wasn't completely unknown even by the Missouri coaches. I mean, yeah. he literally had to kind of beg to uh, to get a shot, and he, he did end up starting the latter half of his senior year. I think year, he was so. a captain on yeah. that team. Yeah. 
Yeah, so uh, he played. He was one of the few who played. He played really well in that Texas Bowl game. Uh, I remember that. So yeah, I mean, you know, he, it, it was easy to pick out if you played well for Missouri in that right, game. Right. There weren't a ton, <laughs> right? Um, but yeah, no, I mean, like, regardless of what happens, uh, going forward, he's a really cool story, uh, a good testament to, to just kind of perseverance and uh, and yeah, I mean, I don't know, I would. We really what we should do for our I, I don't think we're going to but what we should do for our how many can you name is things we would do for hot wings because my list well, would be pretty it, long it would go for like six hours <laughs> honestly like there are very few things I would not do for for free hot wings uh, actually we we should uh, go with some of the best hot wing places in yeah. in a few minutes but um yeah I you know it's interesting what Jordan was saying and when I talked to Conzo Martin last week he he was talking about Kevin Perrier and and how he's going to be a success. And like Jordan Harold's a guy, he's going to be a success. And whether that's in football or something else, he's going to do well. And like coaches will build entire teams around guys like that. They will mm-hmm. take 85 of those guys. And now you got to have some level of talent. Yeah. And I think what, what shouldn't be glossed over is like Jordan Harold's a good football player. Right, I mean, right. you don't get where he did without being good at football, but they will take 85 of those mindsets over some of the other stuff you see right yeah and i mean you know there's just so much when you know some kids would you know they're told they're they're the best player in the country from age 14 on it 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 kind of can erode some of the you know the gratitude that he expressed of just being able to play the sport and you know the willingness to kind of you know you know work as hard or or, you know almost beg for a spot like that want it that bad so so certainly that's something that that you know can, it can't be over overstated from a value perspective. And I think it's kind of cool because, like, a lot of guys would have way too much pride to right, do that. Right, exactly. You yeah. know, and, and he's like, whatever, man. Hey, whatever it takes, I'm going to I'm gonna do it to get my shot. So before we do the, you know, how many can you name, and which we still haven't exactly figured out what we're doing and all that, uh, we'll finish up with some other stuff. Uh, top three hot wing places in Columbia. Well, CJ's is obviously number one. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to – I don't know. I, I like the uh, – I like the wings at uh, at billiards. They're good. Have you have you ever gotten the wings at no, billiards? No, because I only well, I ever get, the get a burger. Every the time the I wings go. are good. I also usually end up getting the burger too, but the wings are good. I'm trying to think. I don't. I feel like almost every time I want wings, I just go to CJ's. Yeah, Rodzilla uh, wings at Chicago. Oh, oh, Rodzilla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Definitely, definitely throw those in there. Um, An honorable mention the, to Hy-Vee, Actually, they're they're yeah. Hy-Vee, in the Hy-Vee Market Grill. They're okay. they're pretty good. And mainly like them. That was also, where your, like your roommate they, had like 36 of them? Uh, yeah, my friend Anthony had, I think, somewhere between 35 and 40 wings not too long ago. It was awful. disgusting. Yeah, uh, D-Rose smoked wings also definitely have to be on the list. So if if somebody said to you, like, gave you a certain amount of money or something that tangibly was a reward to you, how many wings could you eat? Oh, man. Well, see, it, it, for one, it kind of depends on, on you know, the size. Uh, what, how big of a wing are we talking? Right. Are we Let's talking CJ's, CJ's or wings. are we talking? Well, I can tell you right now that I once ate 27 CJ's wings oh, in one God. sitting. <laughs> Could I do that how, now? I don't. I think I would die. But how I was, much when of I was that swimming. sitting was actually in the CJ's bathroom? <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> I, I uh, yeah, I powered through. We got a, a chicken coop, which is like 100 wings. We were supposed to have like six people show up. Only had four. I had to, had to put it down. That was also after I think I had swum two swim practices in one day which after that you can there's no limit to how much you can consume i think i could do 18 wings i really don't think i could do 24 anymore there's probably a time i could have okay last wing topic ranch blue cheese ranch definitely oh that's terrible 
You you like your blue cheese so like, much you'll eat it with a fork. I will not eat it with a <laughs> fork, but I do like blue cheese on wings. I do support that. I support ranch on almost nothing. Ranch is really? ranch is the most overrated condiment in the country. I don't put it on everything like some people, but I think it's fine. I'll I'll, I'll put ranch on some things. Nah, uh, ranch ranch no good. Um, all right, so let's let's finish up some football stuff. Just they're having mm-hmm. SEC meetings going on. Yep, kind of related to hot wings. I, we'll see what they do about alcohol in the stadium. Whether they now, what they will vote on at the SEC meetings is not whether each school is going to sell alcohol or whether the SEC is. They will vote whether they'll lift the ban on doing it, mm-hmm. and then it would be up to every school. And my indications are, if the ban is lifted, I think Missouri will do it. Yeah, I, I've never had strong feelings on this either way. Like, if you want to do it, fine. It helps revenue. I get it. That's cool. Uh, my my first inclination is. It increases the chance that somebody is going to be an ass at a football game, but I have seen plenty of sober people be asses at football games as well. Yeah, I, I don't know if you're – yeah, you may never be able to eliminate that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, we've obviously been moving, you know, more and more towards selling alcohol in various parts of the stadium. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's now, I think, a good majority of the the non, you know, uh, bleacher seats, any kind of stuff, the premium yeah. seats sell sell alcohol. So uh, certainly, you know, that's it, it maybe lessens the draw a little bit for those seats. I don't know if, if that decreases their value. But I think for the most part, I mean, I, I just think it, it's inevitable and, and eventually because, you know, I mean, with with how much attendance has dipped and, and the, you know, the revenue schools are, are losing from that front, they're going to try to do everything they can. And even if it, you know, is, is only a small increase, I think it would probably uh, increase in the long run, you know, just. I don't think it increases attendance, sales. but I think it increases revenue. Yes, revenue. revenue, not yeah. attendance. Now we should maybe run this by Nick Joe's um, alcohol in the press box. I fully support. Oh yeah. I, that would <laughs> like, look, there were so many times during the 2015 football season that all I wanted was to like do a shot in the middle of the 37th consecutive drive without a touchdown. I could have tolerated that season if I'd been allowed to drink in the. In you the imagine rest how much better the South Carolina game would have been last year when during like uh, 90 minute lightning delay. <laughs> would have been I mean, way more fun. I never would have seen the end of that game. That's true. There That's is true. zero. Ch- I would have been asleep in the radio booth. Yeah. As Mike Kelly and Howard Richards finished that game, but my, look, my stories would be way better, and <laughs> and I finally might write some like post game reviews that would satisfy fans yeah. that just want me to be pissed off right. about a, like if I'd been drunk, I might have written a really good story after the Kentucky game. <laughs> I, the the post game press conference would have been real interesting because you know obviously yeah. I I would assume I, Barry Odom still would I would be so. I promise he Barry would, Odom would have advocated for beer on the sideline in the Kentucky yeah, game. Yeah, that would have been an interesting press conference. <laughs> All right, if we so, were just hooting and hollering. Yeah. So we're definitely going to work on that. Booze in the press box. Greg Sankey, call up the PowerMizzou.com podcast. We know you listen every week. Right. Just call us up next week. Let's talk about booze in the press box at Furrow Field. Um, the other thing, nothing else like sweeping, I think, coming out of there. I, I know there was some talk earlier in the week. Georgia and Kirby Smart are scheduling all these powerhouses, and he said, hey, I, this is – Please, yes, have this happen. Like, I'm yeah. not saying you have to go out and play Oklahoma, Notre Dame, and Ohio State in the non-conference season. But the more games we can get against interesting, compelling teams, and the fewer times I have to watch Tennessee, Martin, or Murray <laughs> State, or Delaware State, the happier yeah. I am as a fan, as someone who covers the game, anything. Absolutely. I mean, you know, the the 
program, the games against the FCS program is, is really, it's kind of a waste of time. I get it. We all get it why it's done. Uh, you know, the, each game is, each win is so, so valuable in college football, but you've said it many times, you know, like Missouri is not one of those programs that, that, that most years is, is, you know, needs to go 12 and 0 or is going to have a chance to go 12 and 0 and make the college football playoff. So like, can we can we make some of the the, the other games you know more right. interesting? I mean, you know, I think that's that would probably help attendance. Is if uh, is if there's some more you know compelling games. If we're yeah. instead of watching SEMO this year, we're watching like I don't know, like someone from the Big Ten or someone the Big Twelve. I've heard of. Yeah. yeah. So I, yeah. I agree. No, I mean, I think I think most people agree, but I also just I I get. I get why. I think most fans agree in me. I think but fans I get agree why. until their team goes five and seven. Yeah, that's true. And then they want Semo and Tennessee Martin back on the schedule. Yeah. You know, and that's why, like, that's why most coaches don't. Like, it's easy for Kirby Smart to do right. because he's going to win nine football games yeah. no matter what. And yeah. if he goes nine and three and the losses are Auburn, Alabama, and Notre Dame. Right. Like, nobody's trying to fire. Yeah. And, like, one, but, I mean, one win is so valuable to these college football coaches. Yeah. Like, we saw in Barry Odom's contract, like, each game over, what, like, eight games a year he wins, it makes him a lot of money. So, you know, I mean, that getting getting another win is a valuable proposition. Yeah. And, and yeah, a team like a Missouri a Vanderbilt and Arkansas, whatever, where, look, you're, you're talking a lot of seasons about the difference between six and seven or seven and eight or five and six. Like, that that gets coaches fired. Yeah. That's why these games are on the schedule. Right. It, people people can say we're doing it because we're good guys to the little guys and we want to fund their football program. No, no you're doing it so you can win a game right. and keep your job, and that's fine. Yeah. No, let's just be honest about it. Um, The only other thing really that's come out, I guess, uh, Missouri's first, what, three games are, are set. I uh, think kickoff time wise, two. yes. First yeah, three. Wyoming we know is going to be six thirty on a channel nobody can watch. Right. I don't know which one. It, I think it's CBS Sports Network, <laughs> is, which yeah. I actually get. Yeah, CBS uh, Sports Network. And then let's hear the outrage. Can't wait for the eleven a.m. home opener. All right. I am can so I just excited. go? Can I go on my diatribe real quick? <laughs> yep. Let's hear it. Okay. So that this is a team that we're going to assume they beat Wyoming, right? Yep. They should be ranked in the top twenty-five. They have the most coveted free agent on the market last year playing quarterback. It is the home opener against a Power 5 team. First game with the South End Zone. If you don't go because it's at 11 a.m., you just didn't want to go. Like, if that game's not sold out, then, like, you deserve blame for that. (laughs) You just do. Like, you cannot ask for A-level results with C-level support. And and I'm not—look, it's usually—it's on the team to give you something to watch. But they are giving you something to watch here. They are giving you a ranked team with an exciting new quarterback against a Power 5 opponent. Like, all the boxes are checked. If if the box that isn't checked is they kick off at 11 so you can't get drunk before 6 o'clock, like, you don't want to go all that much. Yeah. Yeah, I get I, – I And think, it's hard. I, I think a lot of the complaining is is people who are, who are probably still going, you know, who, who are just right. like – I mean, I was going to go either way, but, man, it would have been more fun if it was at 6.30. I get right. that, I guess. Uh, I still, I mean, I, I'm happy that it's at 11 a.m. for our purposes, right. but but yeah, I get that. But yeah, I mean, if 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 people, I you know, I saw a tweet today, man, that's going to kill attendance. Like it shouldn't, it it, should. like you said, no. it absolutely should not affect attendance. It should be sold out no matter what. And I think, like, I don't think the alcohol sales would be able to go into effect this year. My my impression is, even if they lift this ban, it's probably another year down the road. Right. But if they're selling beer in the stadium at that game, then you really have no reason to not be there. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's your one. Because if you're not going for an 11 a.m. game, there are only two reasons. Number one, you live too far away and you don't want to spend money on a hotel room Friday night. Or number two, you can't drink. 
Those <laughs> are the only two reasons you're not going. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, shut up and go is what I'm saying. I'm sure I'm getting, I, I'm sure I'm getting us a lot more listeners to the right. podcast uh, by by telling them to shut up. Uh, <laughs> third game, Semo at six thirty. Like, here's what I don't. <laughs> That's get. gonna be thrilling. It's on SEC Network Plus. So like, yes, you're gonna have to go online and plug your computer into your TV. Whatever, you're gonna have to do that. But here's what I don't understand, and I haven't looked at any of the other games. Why is West Virginia at 11 a.m. and SEMO is at 6:30? Uh, that doesn't make yeah. any sense. I don't know. I I mean, it, yeah, I don't. I don't really. I I wonder if that one they they were kind of just like you know like Mizzou, you're going to be on the non-real channel anyway, so what you can kind of pick. Play? Yeah, like right. the other ones, it's like TV slots. You know, like okay, you know, we we we're going down our hierarchy. We're going to put you right here in 11 a.m. on whatever channel. And then, but for that one, they're like, okay, no matter when you play, you're actually no one's going to watch. So just go ahead and <laughs> you you can decide. <laughs> right, and definitely no one's going to watch now because I've. I, I guarantee I will have triple-digit tweets about what the hell is ESPN or SEC Network Plus and why isn't it on this channel and that, and I will answer none of them. Like yeah. I, I'm just going to let you know I will answer none of them. Okay, so I've got to look at – we had two suggestions that we thought were decent for how many, uh, how many things can you name. Now, we did have a suggestion of LPGA players considering – what Hank Haney stepped in like yeah. I don't really want to do that right I don't want to although I did find anyone. some similarities to when we named blues players a couple weeks ago and I said I know some Russian guy and I assume his first name is Sergey like that's not different <laughs> I'm just less famous than Hank Haney right. and Michelle we didn't get mad at right me. yeah so you know whatever um okay so the choices I think were were either people named Smith who have played for Missouri football or basketball or Missouri cities and towns with with U.S. president names, so mm. which I, I, I'm going to let you pick here, which one you want to do? I've really I done definitely little. Definitely can name more of the Smiths. I can name more of the Smiths. We'll too. do the Smiths. I think we'll. Okay. There will also there will also leave a few that that we'll forget that people can tell us. I think it's the best we, of both worlds. We should get to ten. I think. Oh, I would think but, so. Yeah. I, so I mean, there's like five now. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. You know, go ahead. I'll start with uh, our recent podcast guest, Brad. Brad Smith. Okay. I think he's number one in the Smith Mizzou power rankings, probably. I, I'm going to start with Kurt. Current uh, Power Mizzou legend Justin Smith. Oh yes, yeah, that a, is a current. Favorite. That is current Justin. Smith. Right, current. I'll I'll go ahead and and, and mention past Justin Smith Former as well, Justin who's Smith, much right. more of an actual legend. But I yes. don't. I think there's still maybe more all-time Power Mizzou posts about current Justin oh, Smith. I don't who's know because you have missed a lot every offseason asking me when former Justin Smith is going to be a coach. Ah, uh, yeah, that's that's a good point. It's that's a, a good point. It's a tight race. Somebody yeah. uh, somebody who <laughs> cares should research that because that's not me or Mitchell. But which Justin Smith has more all-time mentions? on the uh, Tigers lair. Um, okay, so I'll go basketball. I'll go with Mark Smith. That's easy. Yeah. I mean, honestly, we can just go ahead and knock out all the current Smiths on basketball, which is Mark, Drew, and Mitchell. Right. So that's – I, 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 I knew Mark and now. Mitchell, and I was like, I know there's another Smith. I can't believe Drew was the one that was not coming to mind. Oh, yeah. They talk about talk about message board legend. Yes. I will go <laughs> to uh, one of my all-time favorites who was built like a basketball player but actually played defensive end and – was very close to the Missouri all-time sack record, Brian Smith. Okay, yeah. Back in the early 2000s. We can also give a shout-out to Brian Smith, the wrestling coach, because his name is Smith. True. <laughs> uh, I'll go with another pass rusher who I, I think uh, did have the record at, at one point, Alden Smith. Oh, uh, yeah. Also, he of the many legal problems. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, okay, so I'm, I'm going a little deeper here on that same team that Brad Smith played on. And that Brian Smith played on because there was a B.D. Smith, a B.R. Smith, and then there was a Brandon Smith who was B.N. Smith who wow. played on special teams. That's so, impressive. Yeah, a lot of Smiths on that team as well. 
Yeah, I'm seeing now. I'm I'm running out because my I, Mizzou knowledge does not go back quite as far as yours. I've got uh, at least one more. I know okay, that. you go ahead and say one more. I okay. think I'll think of, I'll see if I can think of another one. There was a defensive lineman. I I believe they called him Tank. Uh, shortly after I came back, I want to say 2004 ish, named Jamar Smith. He was a junior college kid from Florida. Started on the defensive line, and uh, he had some gold teeth. Ah, nice. And we asked him one time, I, I don't know what the question was, I, like, why, or is there a story there or something? And he, I like, I'm just giving you his answer. My mama had gold teeth. My grandmama had gold teeth. So I got gold teeth. Wow. It was one of my favorite all-time answers. Yeah, no, that's I I, I that's never honest, had like photographic proof of his grandmother. But. Worthy of, like, a pull quote in the story. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so. Oh, man, I think we're at nine, which is disappointing. Okay. Wait, uh, I, I know there's so many. Um. I mean, I feel like we've done pretty well. I'm yeah. sure we're missing some. Right. There has to be like a Steve Smith somewhere. Um, yeah, no doubt. Uh, probably like a what, John Smith. I'm, uh, that's I'm the most sure. common name uh, of all it, time. Willie Smith. Basketball. Oh, well, that's, yeah, there Mid-70. we go. We, we, it would have been bad if we missed him. Mm-hmm. All right, we're at 10. We're gonna, yeah, go and, and and I feel like that should be our cap. We'll yeah. name 10, and there will be more. You can tell us that we missed some, but like that's a pretty good showing. Yeah, yeah. Do you think we would have named more or fewer towns with presidential names? Oh, definitely fewer. I, I, okay, I don't know that there are well, that because many. Because the problem is you can't, like, most of these towns were named after, like, the first eight or nine presidents. Right. You know, there are no, Right. I, there, I, I was going to mention after, a couple names, but, like, I'll just get in trouble. Like, so after, I'm not going after to. Lincoln, I don't think anyone has a town named after them pretty much right. anymore. Like, there's <laughs> not a Bush City, Missouri. There should be. That would yeah. be a cool name. What about, yeah, Not the, because of either of the Bushes or yeah. my political leanings. Right. It would just yeah. be a cool name. Yeah, no, there's no, yeah, like, I, even even a lot in the middle there. Like, uh, I don't I don't think there's a Taft uh, although right, and there's like a now, Clinton, but, Missouri, but that's not Bill Clinton. Right, exactly. So mm-hmm. I, I think, I'm not sure there even are 10. There probably are, but yeah. yeah. Also, I think for about half of them, we would have just been making up a city and been like, oh, that could be real. Well, Monroe? Like, sure. <laughs> there is a Monroe City. My See, college roommate go. was from there. Uh, but yeah, so we may do that uh, later on in the summer. I don't know. Uh, next, next week on the podcast, we're going to kind of name our just go back through the year. This might require some research, so I'm giving you a, a, an early heads up. I'm going to go back through the year and just kind of go through some of the top stories because everything's over now. Baseball didn't make the NCAA tournament. We didn't talk about that. We talked about it last week. Not much to talk about now. They didn't make it. Um, so we'll kind of review the uh, the year in Mizzou sports on next week's podcast. Probably no guests. Uh, the following week, assuming both our fathers agree to it, it is – Father's Day week, and we're trying to get Pat Forty and Mike DeArmond to uh, basically just come on and tell stories of debauchery from the road in sports writing, I think. Yeah. I, although I don't know if we want to hear those. Yeah, I don't know. That's kind of like, I, I don't know if we're the best audience yeah. for that. Uh, maybe, maybe we'll just talk. They, we'll they just can talk tell embarrassing them. stuff about or, us when we were kids or something. Or like how cool we are and yeah, how they sure. knew we were going to be really good all the time. Yeah. Uh, so we'll do that. So this is like the hot wing episode of the podcast brought to you, obviously, as it should be by Shakespeare's <laughs> events and catering. Yeah. Does Shakespeare's have wings? I think not. I don't think they I've do. I've not had them. Yeah. No, I don't think they do. We, sh- we really I, also should have, we should have, Instead of things we would do for Hot Wings, do things we would do for Shakespeare's, which would be an equally long list. Oh, I mean, absolutely. I will mention them twice on every podcast for eternity (laughs) for Shakespeare's. Um, But, like, I'm actually a big advocate. I don't want Shakespeare's to have wings because I hate it when restaurants start doing things that they're not. Like, they have good pizza. Their pizza's good enough. They don't need other stuff. Yeah, I I fully agree. Just make good pizza. No wings. But if you make wings, 
I will advertise them, and I will tell people to come get them. Again, Shakespeare's Events and Catering. Uh, you can go get it there. You can call them. They will bring it to you. You can set up a party for up to 2,500 people. Do any of those things. Stand outside Arrowhead Stadium with a sign that says, I will play football for Shakespeare's Pizza. Whatever. And, um, but if you do that, put in smaller print on the bottom, only because I heard about it on the Power Mizzou podcast. Right. And also be prepared for the fact that you might actually have to play football, and most <laughs> of the people listening to this would be awful. That. So uh, we've gone way over our uh, our weekly advertised rate of 30 minutes. So uh, appreciate you listening. Again, Jordan Harold, great story. Thanks to him for, uh, for taking some time, and then thanks to us for 20 minutes of just complete nothingness after that. <laughs> so well done on our part. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week.